welcome to faith talk we just keep it real and genuine and we like to talk about you know life experiences marriage um religion you know keep our you know, lord and savior involved in everything that we do um and you know we might bring in a little sports every now and then all right so today on the show you know it's, of course it's me your boy jess cam we got andre returning back you know you know this is how we do it uh my co-host on the show so andre andre how you feeling man i'm feeling good man because uh I'm all, I got, I'm coffeeed up today. You know what I mean? So. Hey, don't <clears throat> Ah! <laughs> hey. I love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think today, you know, we kind of, we're, we're going to kind of mix it up. I know we talked about our wives yesterday. Um, not yesterday. I got to get that right. The last week. On yeah, our, yeah. our previous episode, we talked about our wives. Which is doing, two. which is doing pretty good, by the way. It got a lot of responses from that. Oh yeah. A lot of responses doing doing great. That. Uh, I think we got it on um, like all <clears throat> platforms. We got it on Spotify, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, on the Anchor. Anchor, yeah. I think Apple, yep. uh, Anchor is the one that's pushing everything. So yeah, it's it's the one that distributes to to everywhere else or whatever. So yeah, it's but it's uh, mostly I like I like more than trying to see views and numbers. I like getting interactions. So I like getting you know I like when people send me messages of tissue underneath their sink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you started that, Look, man. Some people, you think, some people, your friends, you think you know a person, then they send you a picture talking about some of Charmin user, and you know. Oh you know. my God. <laughs> but what I didn't get was any Scott pictures, you know what I mean? I ain't getting Scott pictures. <laughs> Hold on now. I got a bunch of Charmin pictures. So we did the rankings, right? We did the rankings from the pre- from my previous episode, you know, back. Charmin, Charmin's killing it right now. What's the best tissue? And Charmin's actually winning. They're winning it. That's crazy. People like, understand. hey, people like towels. People like the <laughs> I'll get it, but hey, you know. It so, is what it is. so right now, what was it? Um, Charmin's Charmin was number one, and was your Cottonelle number two? Uh, Cottonelle. I think uh, I gotta go back and count, but actually Scott and Cottonelle was kind of like they they back and forth. It was kind of they was kind of yeah, they was right there. But people don't know about Cottonelle though, so I'm here to educate you. I'm educating people. If you want that perfect blend, if you want more than one ply, but you don't want it too thick, Cottonelle is the way to go. Well, they had a good mixture though. We had a good they, man. You actually had people like arguing with you back and forth. Well, I want to say arguing, but it was actually debating with you back and forth about yeah. Scott. Uh, Cottonelle and man, uh, y'all Scott users, all y'all worried about is price, though. <laughs> hey. Y'all Scott users, bro. All y'all, y'all just worried about economical reasons. I mean, I feel you on that, though. I feel you on that, but but it works. I mean, it gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so last episode we talked about our wives and everything, and um, I think this episode we got a special guest. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna bring my wife in. My wife for fifteen years. On, on the 12th, which is in a couple of days. Yeah, wow. so we're gonna bring her in. She's gonna just uh, bring a different element. We think it'd be um, it'd be better to have a woman's perspective on some of our topics. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have her in, bringing a different perspective. So we're gonna go ahead and bring her in. <clears throat> there she is. Hey, how you doing? There she is. <laughs> Hello. Looking good too. Oh my goodness. Keep it PG, my brother. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to our show. You know, maybe you'll uh, end up being a permanent, a permanent member of the of the cast. You know, who knows? Oh, but, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna test it out. See how you do today. Okay. <laughs> um. I like to open up the show with a question or a debate. Last week's last episode was about the best toilet tissue on the market. That's what we just finished getting talking. We just got finished talking about. So today is a common question that I'm going to bring up. And I know my wife is a vegetarian. She don't eat meat, but she used to eat a lot of chicken back in the day. So she know what's up. So, (laughs) so the question is, when it comes to boneless wings, I sound like I'm on the Mario show. Mario, uh, show. When it comes to 18 year old Dante, <laughs> you are not. Oh, oh my god! 
This is all heavy. Like, oh my goodness. When it comes to four-year-old Delonte. <laughs> I got your nose. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. So when it comes to chicken wings, wings, which one is it for you? Boneless or traditional bone in? Well, I'm going to say something off the charts that's kind of crazy. You're probably Please not going to like it. Don't embarrass me. But I'm going to say I like vegan fried chicken, which what? is fried cauliflower. That ain't the question, though. That is, those no. are, they're actually really good. <laughs> but they, they are, if you haven't had it before, that actually really is good. But um, boneless or bone in? Well, when I used to eat chicken, y'all, um, I will say the bone. I like the drumstick. That's a whole whatever, other topic. Whatever it's called. That's uh, a whole other topic because yeah. because because uh, <laughs> the drumstick versus flats, whole other topic because. But actually, know. I think I wouldn't mind not having the bone because it's annoying, you know. No, it's no, like see, of, it's a lot of work, a lot of like, exactly. Sure see, you... people who like boneless wings are lazy. That's what it, that's what it is. They don't. They don't want to work. They don't want to work for it. See. Did he just? You said it. You hit. You hit the nail right on. Right uh -oh. on the head. Right there. See that? Not you in particular, but people who like boneless wings, they tend to like things. He just digging. Come his, easy his in life. In you know what I'm saying? Just digging. <laughs> All I'm saying is, it's it's just. I feel you get more meat when you don't have the bone. Vice versa, you get the bone. But I will say, at least you know it's chicken. That's what I was about to say, because look, when it's, you don't know what you're eating when they say it's boneless. It's probably some pork mixed in that mug, all kind of stuff, all kind of Impossible Whopper stuff. It depends stuff. where you buy it from. The impossible you know? Whopper? They throwing some Impossible <laughs> Whopper now, in there. that is good. That Impossible Whopper right. is good. That's not chicken. Do you though. know what's in it, though? Nope. A bunch of soy, probably not the best. You know. It's impossible. It's the best <laughs> when you're on the go. When you're on the go and you you're have a vegetarian, time. if you're a vegetarian, and I'm a pescatarian, sweetie. Oh, my bad, my bad. She's, she's a vegetarian. I'm not that that extreme, <clears throat> but but yes. So I don't know what the debate was. I just got on, but um. Well, yeah. for for me, I would say bone in. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's bone in because I don't bone trust in. that. I don't trust that bone. I don't know what I don't know what all that is there, dog. <laughs> Well, and, it, it's on the bone. I can see it's a chicken. You know what yeah. I mean? I can see. I know what it is. I don't know what all that boneless stuff is. You know I mean, sometimes I guess the way they cook, the way they cook it when it's just boneless, it, I think they can like overcook it sometimes. Yeah, it be dry. <laughs> yeah, so it's just bone in for me. And we'll 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 start a a, a, to, a poll on that too to see what everybody else thinks. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I'm on the fence with that. I'm, one. I'm a traditional guy. You know, it depends. It depends. You know. Yeah. About the sauce, you I know, feel you. the restaurant, uh, yeah. The wow, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we we like to do this thing, where we kind of rate ourselves. Okay. Last time, you know, me and Andre, we went down from our initial rating from episode one. Andre was like, "I'm a twelve. I'm twelve. <laughs> I got all, you know, <laughs> Mr. Perfect." Yeah, so he went from a twelve to like a what, what you said, uh, like an eight or nine. I think you said seven. Did you say Did seven? I? I, have to I don't remember. I have to go back. You should take away the seven. That way, people can't be safe. Yeah. So yeah. he, so he was like nine. I think he. I think he said nine. We'll, I think I said nine. We'll save him this time, Dayla. He said nine. So <laughs> he said nine. I said I went from a, I went from a nine to an eight to an eight ish, seven ish. Yeah, he said right. eight. Yeah. And so basically what we're doing is we're ranking ourselves based on, you know, how we feel we are, whether it's as husbands or Ooh. as or in our lives or what we're doing with our lives and with our families. Hmm. Um so I would say me, I jumped back up to a eight, eight, nine. Okay. And because I actually tried to apply, you know, the communication uh level that I wanted to do with um, you know, not alone, not with just my wife, but my kids as well. Because I, I, what I had to see was I, my kids are teenagers now, mm -hmm. so the communication level with them is not going to be the same when they were, you know, five years old, or or two, or five years old. So mm -hmm. that's what got better for me with that communication with them on that level. 
So now that that's done, or uh, now that I feel like I've gotten better with that, I would say that I'm now at a eight, eight-ish to nine. So what about you, Andre? <clears throat> um, I'm gonna say I'm a nine. You know, she can validate here. She can validate because she's here. You know, she can help me out. Because I've been washing dishes and, and taking the trash out a little <laughs> bit more. You know what I mean? I've been doing these things. So, you know, I'm moving up. And I've been what I, I've been taking the trash out, right? I've been doing that, you know. I, get, I give you that, you I've know. I've been washing the dishes and stuff, you know. In the dark with all the wild animals. But, I, but I'm making you know? the kids do it. See, I'm making the kids do it too. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm showing them, look, this is how you take the trash out. The next time you can go by yourself and I ain't got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Train them up. Train them up in the Train. ways that they should go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, there it is. Train them up. Oh, um, what about you, Dayla? Well, okay, so the ranking is like. Uh, so it's basically, how do you how do you feel that you've been doing ranking uh, wise as far as you know being a wife, of course, mm -hmm. and then how you how you've been dealing with your family and with with your career, and what you're doing. Where are you at in life? Hmm. What do you feel? What do you feel you are? What's your ranking? Um, I think there's always room for growth. See, both of y'all so, say, both of y'all play that safe role. I ain't play, oh, I, I didn't play a safe role. I, I was, see hey, how do. No, I was honest. Yeah, I've been honest. The first week, you said, I'm gonna leave a little room for growth. You know I mean? <laughs> yes, because you're always, always gonna grow and you always wanna get better. So oh, I will definitely say <laughs> I am maybe like an eight. I'll give myself an eight because um, I think I'm very, very patient with a lot of things, even though my husband may feel a little different sometimes. But I think I'm a I'm a very patient mom. I don't um, I don't like yelling um, at my kids. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like you know, like you were saying, Cameron, earlier, like learning how to communicate to your children really takes your relationship to another level. Yep. So, and I have you know we have three boys, so I know guys generally don't like being you know yelled at, and young little boys are the same way. Um, you know, they don't really, they shut down if they feel like they're being, you know, put down or belittled. And so always remember that I'm raising like young men. So, uh, but yeah, so I will say, I think I'm an eight, you know, I think I still got a good ways to go. Um, our youngest, our oldest is, he will be 11 this year. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm seeing how the time is the window of him being this young kid is getting smaller and smaller. So. Definitely want to make sure we're um, pouring into him and discipling him. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm with you on that because, <clears throat> especially with, well, with girls too, but with mm -hmm. boys, you definitely have to, you know, with them having their father in their life, mm -hmm. you definitely want to have to, you definitely want to be able to instill those tools in them that they were going to, that they're going to need when they get older. Mm -hmm. And then with you, there's some things that you can also teach them too. Mm -hmm. as far as how to uh how to treat you know their wives when they get older and when they become mm -hmm. men you know uh what their wives are going to expect or what they or what a woman would expect from them you yes. know there's a lot of things you can give them too so i think that's great mm -hmm. andre i got a question for you mm -hmm. you know we we're talking about uh bone in and bone out wings mm -hmm. <laughs> so now this can be if you're taking your wife out to dinner of course Mm -hmm. so that's how we're gonna pose it so when you're out in the, <laughs> when you the question is how should you act when you're out in the restaurant with your significant other and especially when you it's like a double date type of situation <clears throat> okay so <clears throat> this is one of those things where uh man if i if we go out on a double date with another couple me and our wife we we treat service workers who serve you your food and stuff we try to treat them with the utmost respect and we try to we try to be as nice as possible mm -hmm. so we try to be helpful like when we 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 uh we finish eating and everything we try to gather all our stuff up in the middle of the plate so all they got to do you know especially if our kids are eating they throwing rice all over the place yeah <laughs> but they're throwing rice all over the place i try to like you know i don't make it hard for them so we try to make it easier for them and try to make make you know a good day on them and try to make try to be good customers but if we go out with another couple and we go out to red lobster and they acting like they're in a five-star restaurant we don't go out to eat with them no more what you mean 
<laughs> Look, oh bro, I can't, I can't, cause I we can't, I can't stand when people, you know, they 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 feel like um, like because someone is a waiter or waitress that they're better than them, and it's like, well, you know, you shouldn't have picked this job, kind of attitude, and they're like, oh yeah, and they're like they giving them a hard time, like, hey, 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 my water's low, my water's low, I don't yeah. like this, I don't want this, and give them a hard time. Oh yeah, and and, and you know, don't want to tip. We don't go out to eat with them. <laughs> we don't do it. So, um, as far I mean, it's just a, it's just a part of your character. This is one of those things you just check yourself and see how you're acting. You know how you're acting when you go out, how you treat people, and that's in everyday life. But that's just one of the things that you, you that kind of it's kind of revealing to people when you go out to eat. You'll see kind of how they view themselves and how they view other people. You know, it's it's easy to talk it, but to go out. And uh, when you go out in a public space and you actually walk that out and live that even when no one's, you know, so to speak, watching. So that's my take on it. Dayla? Well, I would like to add to me, it doesn't matter if it's a five star restaurant or a five star restaurant or a two star restaurant. I don't care if we're going to Waffle House or if you're going to like uh, Captain's Cook or something, um, I just I just feel like you treat people, you know, how you want to be treated. Um, I definitely would like for my husband to, because you asked how would he do, I would like for him to show that I'm me, that I'm his queen, you know, I'm his special lady, you know. <laughs> um, I would like for him to um, make sure, you know, that the night is nice, of course. And of course, you know, like, like he was saying, we like to eat dinner with people who, who just honor and respect people for just being a person. Um, it definitely shows a lot about the person's character and their morals and a lot about themselves when you, you know, treat people a certain way because, you know, at the end of the day, we all, we're all the same, you know, like, every, but you never know what this person's circumstance is. You may never know why they're working where they're working or they may just be having a bad day. So I always try to make it a good experience for everyone. So, but yeah, I think that's my take. It doesn't matter if it's a five star. I don't care if it's a you know you know a, a Burger King. You know I'm gonna smile. I'm gonna say thank you. And usually I get most of the time I get good service. Uh, some people just yeah. having a bad day. <laughs> Sometimes I may even say, "Are you having a bad day?" And then, you know they're like, "Whoa, I didn't realize I was you know acting crazy." But yeah, so that's my take. Yeah. I I I, I can tell you a story about that. Like how she's saying like. If you treat people with respect, you, you usually get good favor. Like wherever you go, that's how you bring upon the favor of God in your life. Mm -hmm. But we was out to eat on a triple date with some other couples one time. And the waitress we got, she had an attitude right off the right off the rip. She was like kind of throwing our menus down and, you know, we she'd leave before we can order. And we was like, dang, man, what, what's her problem? We were all like, man, we was like, OK, OK, this is a little, you know, it's a little over the top. So, uh, you know, when she come back, you know, when she she don't come back, we're going to ask the, the manager or the other waitress like, hey, can we get someone else? Because she seems to be kind of having a, you know, maybe she's having a bad day. I think it was, was it was it you that asked, Dayla? Or somebody yeah. asked. Well, said, I'll, I want to ask because, you know, we're not talking about each other, but um, I will say that was the night that the husbands decided to be special they picked out the wives' outfits and yeah. sent us out to go get our nails done. We're like, oh, look at our husbands, you know, mm -hmm. acting, you know, showing out. And so the guys were like very excited. We, we never, we all haven't been on a date in a while because I think we all had like babies. Children, yeah. And so we finally had someone to watch the kids. So, you know, it was, it could have been like the guys could have been really frustrated, but she was acting like just bad. And we were like, well, something must be wrong because she, she is not happy today. So, yeah. so they came back and they said, um, uh, and she said, I'll, I'll go talk to her. You know, the other waitress said, I'll go talk to her and see what's going on. So she came and she apologized and she said she's just having a really hard day. And she was like, if you guys would allow me the second chance, I, I would like to continue to serve you guys. And that's where grace comes in. Because we could have said, you know, no, nah, we don't want you. I don't want you. You had a bad yeah. attitude. But we gave her grace and we said, yeah, go ahead. We, we didn't know if you're having a bad day or whatever. We understand we all have bad days. She had like she had like some financial troubles going on. And so, you know, in the end, she she did OK. You know, 
And uh, so in the end, we were like, uh, oh, go ahead, man. I want to say, because you, you, I don't want you to miss these details because they're really important. We didn't mm -hmm. know at that point that she was having bad financial trouble. We just... She just said she had a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll find. We found out after we all decided. We just felt in our heart like to do what, what you guys yeah. would say that part. But yeah. So like through discernment, I was like, I think we should give her a big tip. And I said, you know, I'll start off. I'll give twenty bucks if everybody just does twenty. Then we'll give her. Uh, was it twenty? I think we ended up giving more. her eighty dollars. I think we gave her like eighty two hundred dollars or something like that in the tip. Whatever she it was, had, she had two hundred dollars. Whatever the tip was, we gave her two hundred dollars, basically. Whatever the tip was, <laughs> it, it was, it was the extra. It was the money that she needed for her bill that was due. Well, she was crying, and yeah. she came out to us because we all were just leaving. You know, um, after we put the tip down, we just, you know, we all went to our car, and she ran out to us outside, and she was crying, and she was just saying how she really needed money for her rent, and I think it was close to the holidays because she had a baby. Christmas was coming up, mm -hmm. and she was just like, you know, I was have I didn't know how I was gonna make ends meet. I didn't know how I was gonna pay my rent, you know, and so um, she was just thanking us, and we were just like, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, we just tell her, you know, we just pray for her and you know minister to her, but it was really cool because it could have went south. We could have been like, you know, this lady acting up. We're gonna we're not pay her. We're gonna give her, you know, nothing or whatever. But it's always good to just be led and and seeing what's going on instead of just acting out in anger and frustration. So see, that's why I like having her on because she remembers everything. <laughs> they, they they good at that kind of she remembers stuff. Remembers everything. <laughs> We're nope. not good at that kind of stuff. I was finna just gloss over like they half the story. Missed all yeah. of that. Like, <laughs> I was finna gloss over half the whole story, all details missing. But uh that that's uh that's awesome, man, because the, the the God in you guys gave y'all that discernment to be able to mm -hmm. see that. Maybe, well, maybe something was going on with her. Maybe she's going through something. Yeah. Because just think, you know, just imagine if she would have got somebody that that's not, you know. Mm -hmm. You know living the word of god or that's not you know that doesn't have that relationship with god mm -hmm. and she got somebody that was of the world and they, they didn't care or they had an attitude mm -hmm. or got an attitude with her about mm -hmm. the situation just imagine that how much more her life would have been mm -hmm. worse or worse off because the response she may have gotten from somebody that came or responded in anger mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> yeah. the fact that y'all gave her a second chance to show that hey look i'm going through this this is what I'm experiencing in my life. You know, if you guys just give me a second chance, I am having a bad day. The fact that you guys gave her that chance and the opportunity mm -hmm. and then turned around and she got a blessing from it. Mm -hmm. And then I, I know that y'all instilled a word in her. Oh, yes. Oh, y'all yeah. did that. Yes, so we that's, did. Yes, that's we something did. that's something that stuck with her mm -hmm. after and that. She, I guarantee, yeah, because she was saying she was praying and she I think was I wrote it on the. Uh, I think I wrote it on the uh, receipt. Like I wrote her a message on the you receipt. You did, you mm -hmm. did write a, a scripture. I'm yeah. trying to remember which one. You know, my memory's like, <laughs> but yeah. but she came out teary eyed. And she's she had been praying. She'd been praying for a miracle. You know, and like you said, it could have been she could have got fired. If somebody was like, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't like her. You know? Get out of here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But instead, and she she literally changed her attitude when when we were like. We'll give you a second chance, you know. And she she did her best. She was like, she really did her She job. was struggling, but she was awesome. struggling, but she, she persevered. Because like... <laughs> I think she so, was like crying in the back and everything, you know, like yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I I would say I would kind of add on to what Dayla was saying, but about you know being that gentleman, you know. Uh, you know doing those things that we should do opening yeah. up the opening up the door which we should do that even we're not dating mm -hmm. opening opening up the door to let her in or coming around mm -hmm. to a car door or opening up the car door letting out the car door just having a special night um yes. with that and then even when going inside of the restaurant me personally i how i expect or how i feel you know um i don't really like doing all the all the loud overzealous type stuff mm -hmm. you know that, yeah. that can kind of come off as boisterous to me yeah. so I, I you know I feel like you know you can have a good time and I have to do all that so me personally that's just, <laughs> that's just how I am but when we're generally joking and laughing and having a good time you yeah. know it's just that's that's the best times when going mm -hmm. out anyway mm -hmm. and uh I, I feel like the person if the person received the tip is based on how well their services were mm -hmm. you know, some now sometimes <clears throat> 
I would over tip just because. But um, if they if they're just like not just doing everything, or I I don't I don't drink my whole drink and ate most of my food and I still haven't got a refill, just just certain stuff like that. I actually pay attention to stuff like that when we're doing mm-hmm. uh, when we're in those restaurants because those tips is a lot, is a ways that a lot of them make their money mm-hmm. tips. So, um, but if I'm getting good service, uh, I over tip if I'm getting good service. Um, and like, like I said, a lot of times, like the situation you guys are in, it could be a blessing to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they, when they see that, that 10 or $20, sometimes mm-hmm. $50 and you know, they're looking, looking at that money like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. another thing too, though, you ever sat down at a restaurant and when you sat down, the, the waiter kind of treat, treated you like you weren't going to tip them. But mm-hmm. then when you tip them, they were like, oh man, I could have did better than that because mm-hmm. they actually tipped me. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever had that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Right, and, like, oh, okay. You don't know who yeah, you don't know who's on. sitting down in your presence. You're right. I'm, gonna, I'm about to bless you. I'm about to bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Pull your socks up. Like I'm that. Gonna bless you. Yes. I don't judge. Right. I got no, on the hoodie, but I'm finna bless you. <laughs> So I, I experienced that a lot too, but just me, me personally, when, when going into a restaurant, I just feel like, you know, the bolster, the bolsterous tactics, the bolsterous tactics aren't needed, you know, being loud, overzealous or whatever the case may be, but you can still have, have a genuine, genuine good time mm-hmm. um, and, and with fellowship with one another. Because I, I do believe that when you're going out in a restaurant with a co- other couples, that's also fellowship too, mm-hmm. because what, what me and my wife went through um, a lot of times people people think that or feel that they're alone in certain situations but mm-hmm. if we talk and share certain things with other couples and, and mm-hmm. mind, be mindful of who you're sharing your stuff with your information mm-hmm. with. Yeah. <laughs> right? so always always Please be careful always share with somebody that you trust that's going to mm-hmm. keep that information and not try to share with anybody else mm-hmm. well hey, you know what such such just told me yeah, they told me, yeah. you know, so be mindful of who you're sharing it with. But yeah. when you do share it with that that couple, it can be a blessing to them because they're like, hey, we're going through this, too. Mm-hmm. So how did y'all get through that? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So I feel like it's also a fellowship and too, because I know we with y'all in Texas, yeah. was, we had a great time. Yeah, great time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great time. So. Yeah, it's good to know that you're not alone. You know, everyone has their things they're working out. Everyone has things, their, their strengths, and everyone has their weaknesses. And that's, I'm always, always looking for something that I can learn because I know I don't know it all. Sometimes, you know, my husband may think, I think I know it all, but I don't know it all. It's on camera. Everyone has heard it. But I will say, it's good to like, it's good to surround yourself with healthy couples and um, people that just want to strive and do better because you know when you're around people like that it just it just helps you be stronger in your relationship because you definitely don't want to be as around other couples that are just toxic you know that's against your ultimate like goal and vision you have mm-hmm. for your family so that's what we definitely me and my husband um definitely are very protective of who we surround ourselves with and who we allow in our circle, you know. <laughs> yep. And you have to, um, ev- sometimes you have to evaluate your circle because mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, sometimes, and some people are for a season, and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to move on. And sometimes you have to realize that uh, you can't be, sometimes you can't be afraid to to lose friends sometimes, too. You know, like it, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody's not going to stick in your life for, for, for life. You know that that small that small circle of people that's going to be with you forever is actually really small. So um, <laughs> not not necessarily saying you're losing a friendship, but the dynamics of relationships change. Sometimes you move away, and you're not it's not the same friendship that you had when you lived, you know, with with an, in, in another location. And so we've experienced that sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, and once it, at, when you progress in life, uh, and you know things change you know your circle of friends will start to progress with that yeah so it's just you know it's okay to have changes i mean I, w- I would like to add that you don't necessarily lose friendships it's just that you know they they tend to look different you know like um and sometimes people we struggle with i know i struggled with if you were close to certain people and then you're no longer close you kind of you know it's a little sad 
but it's not always necessarily a bad thing. Um, but sometimes it's just, you know, like growth, you know, growth and, and God may be taking you somewhere else. You know, he may say, okay, that person did this part for this season of time. And now I need you to move to this season, you know, and sometimes we try to hold on to things in the past or the old way of doing something and, it, and you don't have grace for it. And so it could end up causing more harm and damage and things like that, trying to hold on to something when God's obviously, when God is obviously saying, okay, it's time to walk into this new season. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Preach. Yeah. She own it, ain't she? Mm-hmm. She a natural. <laughs> Preach. Preach. <laughs> I, I wish I had my organ app. I would have, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm a little thing over here. Now, when we, when we're early on, early on in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. It's still, you, well, we're still learning now. And of course, you, you learn, you learn a whole lot more mm-hmm. throughout your journey or throughout your entire life. But in the beginning, like when you have certain people in your circle, mm-hmm. that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like a, it's like a po- it's like a poisonous cancer or something because if they're not good for you or let's say you're married you're with somebody that you you have a friend that's single not saying nothing's wrong with that but if that person that's single is having an influence on your marriage mm-hmm. that's not how it should go it right. should be the, the complete opposite of that you you like you your marriage should be influencing that person to get closer to God or get closer to um to you in order to find their person that they're, you know, wanting to be married with. But this is my thing, evaluating with your circle. Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna make sure that those people that it's not good for me or my marriage or my life, then I will automatically go ahead and just remove them away from it because you want them removed from your life so that your life can get better or progress like you were saying earlier, Andre. Mm -hmm. And me, me personally, I tell people all the time, you know, I work in law enforcement. It's, it's no secret. I work in law enforcement. So I, I use that to help me minister to uh, younger kids and then the younger generation or or to just people in general. And when I see them and they're involved in these different types of situations and they're always in trouble or they're always doing something that, you know, that, that'll get them in trouble. First thing I ask them <clears throat> or the first thing I would say to them is like, not be a product of your circumstance a product of your circumstances like don't let your circumstances you know guide you to a a a, a negative future mm-hmm. or have a negative impact on your life so who are you surrounding yourself around who do you have in your circle mm-hmm. who who are who is the person that has your ear the most like is that person somebody that's going to you know motivate you to do better or is that person somebody that's going to tell you to go out here and do this or go out here and steal from this person or go out here and do this to this person or just go out there and do something bad mm-hmm. or this person going to speak positive <clears throat> excuse me or this person going to speak positivity into your life to help you progress and to help you do better with yourself so it's like when you have a circle of people you want to make sure that circle is full of people that's going to help you elevate it's going to help yeah. you do better <clears throat> Yeah. You don't want to be surrounded around somebody that's going to constantly pull you down. Mm-hmm. If you're around somebody that's going to pull you up and help you elevate for you to be better in your in your life or with your marriage, mm-hmm. you know, that's the best circumstance you want to be involved in. You don't want to be surrounded by around people that's going to keep, you know, constantly pull you down. So, yeah. And and they in in that circle, they may not even have they may not have bad intentions mm-hmm. or anything like that, but it's just that um maybe their thinking is only at a certain at a certain level and then when you're trying to elevate and go higher than that they may be thinking well, why why are you still I mean, what do you need that for like why are you still pushing like you got you got enough you know but you you know where you want to go you know and you, you you may be content with where you're at but you still have goals you still have levels you want to get to and so sometimes one, one thing you want to try to do is find somebody who's at where you're trying to go or on the way to where you're trying to go and surround yourself with them and, and learn, you know, how they got there or what they're doing to, to get to that point. Um, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you're, you're like, like she said, that you're going to lose the friends that, that, that doesn't want to go to that level that you're trying to get to. But I'm not to cut you off, <clears throat> but the ones that you do lose, would mm-hmm. you really say that they were really your friend to begin with though? 
That's my that's my question. I, I would say I'm real careful with that word, friend. I, I would say, <laughs> well, don't get him started on that. But, <laughs> I'm serious. But I'm real say, careful with the word, friend. This, I will say, like I said, that's when it goes back to seasons. You know, um, some people you can be best friends in high school, right? And then you grow up, and then you get married, and maybe your friend don't get married, right? But your relationship isn't the same, and they may not understand. Well, why can't we go do this? You know, why can't we go clubbing and, you know, and you're like, well, I'm not going to go do that without, you know, that's just not something me for me, particularly for my statues that I have. Um, I don't force my way of life on people, but I don't think it's healthy and a healthy environment for a married woman to be engaging like she's single. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and so sometimes, you know, single people, they don't understand that because their mm-hmm. mindset isn't marriage. They're at that time. They're not a spouse to anyone. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just them. Or either people, and sometimes, like you said, there are people who may not be really your friend. They like they like to to the advantages of being around you. They mm-hmm. like the things they can experience with you more so like takers than givers. You know, like mm-hmm. if someone in your relationship doing is doing more taking than they're giving. You know, because um, some people just like to take and just to, to experience things, and they may not be there with you on your down days or your mm-hmm. off days. And usually, that really shows you like who is what in your life like is this person just somebody fun to go do an activity with or is this person i can really just do life with you know in my up times and my down times you know because some people they won't they can hang and some people just won't and then you'll really see okay we're not really what i thought we were you know we're not really so you would say that the circles the circles basically change they they're they're not going to be the same now there may be the concrete people um, in your life that that are all, and that's a, that's very rare nowadays because a lot of things are very short. People are always focused on you know, go whatever you like and feel because even in friendships, sometimes you do go through moments with a friend that can be ugly. But it's to me, your strength in your friendship is revealed when you go through those tough seasons because sometimes. Like I say, a friend may be experiencing something bad in life or just, just something going on in their life mm-hmm. and they're not the best friend to you, but that doesn't mean they don't care for you and love you. And it's good to be real because if you never have some type of conflict or something with somebody, you're not, to me, someone's being fake because at mm-hmm. some point you're going <laughs> to disagree on something. Because you, you expect for them to tell you when, yeah. when, you're, when you're doing wrong. Or yeah, or, or if you just don't agree on you're something. You're just different people. Yeah, yeah you know, because now the thing is if we don't agree, we're not you're not friends. I can't be mm-hmm. friends with you because we don't agree with the same thing. That's not friendship. Yeah. You know, how that's, can that's, sharpen you if you're both just the same, you know? That, that's, that's like an example of people like, you could be real cool with a person and they're like, man, you're such a good person and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And then you get into a conversation and they figure out who you're voting for. And then <laughs> And then and you get political, and then they like, no, I can't, I can't be friends with a person who thinks that way. And you're like, yeah, but I'm the same, friend. I'm the same person that I was before you found that out about me, what my views were, and, and I was cool with them. But then you found out that my my leanings, my views towards certain things, mm-hmm. as far as like how I would vote, and now we can't be friends. You know what I mean? That if if that's what that separates you, then you was never friends in the beginning. Uh, so just to kind of um kind of switch gears, switch gears. You, I, I, y'all, y'all are probably everybody. Everybody in the family is successful. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in the family is successful. So let's just get that out of the win- out of the window. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, y'all have went from went from a lot. Y'all have came from a lot in your lives, and y'all have done a lot in your lives. And I know me speaking to Andre directly. All we talk about when we're texting and calling, you know, sometimes we'll text like thirty messages, but we're saying like one, two things in thirty messages. <laughs> But this man, this man literally told me what he was going to do with his business, what he was going to do with his family, what he was going to do in his life. He literally said, this is what I'm going to do. He, he, he spoke it. He put it into existence and he done it. So just from y'all journeys from a business standpoint on success from your business, um, y'all want to kind of harp on that for a minute? Oh, uh, yeah. You want to start, love? Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll start on just your, just uh, your journey and your journey on your entrepreneurship and everything and how how it went. I, I would say um, when it comes to uh, entrepreneurship, uh, a lot of a lot of people didn't grow up with examples of how to be an entrepreneur. My, my parents, they worked for the most of their life. They worked the nine to five, which is yeah. fine. And it's mm-hmm. good because they taught me 
a, a good work ethic and I don't fault I don't I don't fault them for not owning their own business or whatever or or working a nine to five that we need people to work nine to fives but they showed me a, a, how to have a hard work work ethic um and as I got older I learned that there's another way that you can do things and and um and I think there's some people not not saying some people are like better than others and like that but people are different and some people just don't really fit well within the, the nine to five like for me i felt like a nine to five is really it kind of interrupted my potential my earning potential like i felt like if i was outside of the constructs of a nine to five so to speak and i can control how much money i make or how much time you know being able to control i, I could i could uh I, I could reach higher levels and so I didn't know anything about how to actually do that. And so having a career or a trade or something like that to help you to help provide income with you along the way is is probably one of the lessons that I, I picked up. If you if you don't, if you, you didn't grow up, your parents in the business and they show you the way as you're when you're younger and you got to you're going to make mistakes along the way while you're learning, while you're starting your business and progressing and learning. Uh, so having something and then the five, I don't necessarily encourage everybody to just quit their job and just go full force into it. That wouldn't be really using wisdom. You know but you I mean? didn't do I that would, either, though. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't do yeah. that. Like that's yeah. that could be dangerous. I mean, it, yeah. there are people who do that, but because I know that you're gonna make mistakes along the way, you know, if you do that, it could be, you know, it could be tough. You know, so ha having something along the way is good, um, and having a partner, you know, like my wife, you know. Her, her being able to have a partner, you know, in me, um, allow her to be able to grow her her side of her business, uh, and and us just helping each other along the way, and that I think that that's some of the keys that I learned. I don't know about oh, <laughs> he's trying to butter you up because oh he's on the show. Butter, 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 yeah, butter, 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 because you're on the show. I will say because. Uh, Cameron mentioned um, the start, so I, I will try not to spider web and, and drag it on out, you know. Mm -hmm. But I will say, as a little girl, I've, I've always desired to be a business person. I don't know where I got that from, but like Dre said, I think everybody has their desires and gifts that God gives them. Mm -hmm. And mine's always been to just have a business and a family and music, you know. And so, um, but I will say we definitely, once we left home, because like you said, all we knew was what our parents showed us and all that they knew. And so we got the opportunity because he used to be in the Air Force um, was to see world outside of our hometown. I think that played a huge influence for me to see things differently. And um, God, you know, brought us this couple. Like Dre was like adamant, like when we get married, you know, because I told him that too, like, you think you need to be saved <laughs> you know a man of god you know so he was like yeah i'm saved i'm saved i'm saved you know but you gotta so, go you gotta and i told him when we whenever i go you need to have a church a church for me for us to go to and he found the church he showed me the church you know while i'm back home and so i said okay he's for real okay so i get there he takes me to the church and it was this amazing place um and this couple were like, God just put us in our heart to like, in our heart to like, you know, disciple you guys, to mentor you guys. And this couple like was very successful. They had this huge home. I've never seen, you know, a mansion before in my life. You know, I'm, you know, I'm from Georgia, you know, like I was just happy with just, you know, having a home. <laughs> so um, humble beginnings, but yes. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and they were just letting us know like, hey, you know, and not just material things, but just like, you know, um, if they were you together, can, you, yeah, they were, <laughs> they were together and, and they had their businesses and things like that. And they were just saying how asking us about our goals and our dreams and what we want and, you know, and just helping us like meet. And so it was very important. They said to surround yourself with people that want to elevate and teach you and help you grow. And that's what we did. And that helped us, you know, we always just wanted business. We were doing all, you know, we did network marketing, which I'm not I'm not knocking network marketing for those who may be watching that I am building their team. But, <laughs> Don't come but for no, me. But, but it, 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 it's not for everybody. But um, it wasn't for us. But we knew we wanted something, and 
um, we ended up just looking at the things that God gave us, like the things we love, like Dre loved things with acting and cameras. Uh, he just always liked that. I just didn't, I didn't foresee us making business with that, but hey, you know, and me, of course, um, music and things like that. So it was just a lot of just surrounding ourselves with people who were business minded and Christ minded though. That was always important. Where that circle. Just, yeah, because you don't want to grow <laughs> business and stuff and your family fall apart. Because we've seen so many families, they even though they make all this money and stuff, they end up not together. You know, we're like, man, what happened? And so it was always key. We've always been told to keep God in the center, keep him first, you know, and everything you do and all that other stuff will come. Don't seek all that stuff. And that's what we decided to do was to just like, just, we really want to be kingdom millionaires where we, we always say that where we want to bless God's kingdom here on earth while we're here, you know, we can help people and um, mentor people and things like that. So it was a journey because like he said, we didn't know what we were doing. But we learned as we went, <laughs> um, even even getting our education and, and growing ourselves in knowledge of how to do better with our jobs, too. So it, it was definitely a lot of, you know, what are we doing? But, oh, I'm glad we learned this lesson. <laughs> Let's move forward. Well, and, and, and I would I, say. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I would say, too, like uh, in order to be I mean, a lot, we, a lot of people start businesses, but like in order to be successful, you you got to be able to be willing to like work some extreme long hours and be able to put on the blinders and like, like get an extreme focus. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, like Cam, no, I used to play, I used to play uh, NBA 2K. I'll buy it every year and we would play it. We spent a lot of time. We would play to like two or three in the morning, you know, and, yeah. and we'd be up all night laughing and joking. My wife would be mad at me. Like, I can't believe you stayed up. The sun is coming up. You know, and we were playing all in night. England, and the time difference. And they were, different. yeah, they were, it was different so, for them. Yeah, yeah, it'd be morning. <laughs> it'd be like morning for me, but it's like nine o'clock for them. But, but I, I came to a point where I was like, I, I'm going to make this my main thing. So I'm going to get like a laser focus. And it got to the point where I, I wasn't playing the game at all mm. because I just didn't have, I realized I didn't, if I was going to be successful at what I, at the level that I wanted to be at, I had to stop, I had to stop doing that. That, that was one of the things that I could let go. Some of the things you can let go. You can't let go time with your wife. You can't let go time with your kids. You, you can't let go. You know, I was getting education, so I couldn't let that go. I couldn't let school go. So some of those extra Game things. Go. Game got to go. And, and the only reason I didn't sell it, you know, was because, you know, we watched movies on it and stuff like that. And your but kids play it too, right? Yeah. They, they don't really play the PlayStation. Well, I got them the Xbox, but they don't really play the PlayStation. But, um, uh, so yeah, I, I got, you know, I, I wasn't buying as many games. I wasn't buying as many clothes. I spent a bunch of money on equipment because I yes. knew I needed, you know, yes. $50,000, $60,000 to start up what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? So um, we we did a lot of sacrificing. We did a lot of not buying new clothes and not yeah. not having a lot of things, you know, because we're, the, the, the end goal was the goal, you know, and, and if you... If you do do that and you sacrifice and you work hard, you know, it will pay off. In the end, yeah. For sure. so. Yeah. We invested a lot in, in our gifts and, um, and like he said, we went without, you know, getting stuff and people, some people, even some family members would be like, you know, why don't you well, get a new car clothes or, you know, what you, you know <laughs> why are you wearing about my business? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you know, so. it, it mine yours. Um, I think, I'm just getting a get getting straddled along because I've just recently just started my business, which Yay. is basically just right. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Which is we're uh, gonna push you. We're gonna push you too. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. which yeah. is bas basically uh you know firearms training academy, mm -hmm. uh prime site firearms training academy. And basically it's me just pretty much just you know teaching and helping out people with you know new gun users and mm -hmm. you know people that been owning guns for years but don't necessarily know how to use them mm -hmm. especially our ladies our ladies you know um you know y'all would buy guns for like defense or whatever the case yes. may be but never really we'll never take it out the case right so <laughs> I, I think that my business would be very helpful for them oh, yeah. um, very, very helpful for people that's trying to learn how to shoot better mm -hmm. um fine-tune their skills that kind of thing mm -hmm. and so like you 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 mentioned a key thing though for me though andre you let go something that was taking so much of your time and it was consuming so much of your time. Mm -hmm. And I think on the very first episode, we were talking about how, you know, some things can become your idol. Mm -hmm. So 
for me now, I I can feel myself like I don't like I don't want like disconnecting. I, yeah, <laughs> as far as the, the you know the, the game and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, I don't find myself wanting and wanting to get on it that much no more That's mm -hmm. because I I feel and see what my business can be capable of. It, mm -hmm. It's up to me as first working through God mm -hmm. to get better with certain things that I need to do as far as flourishing my business. I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing right now that I'm working on is just getting a piece of land. Mm -hmm. Once I get a piece of land, I'll be able to work out some other things. And then of course I can do like the online teaching too with mm -hmm. that too. So I'm telling y'all this dude could teach. <laughs> he, take, he took a this hey. man, he took a first time gun user, bro. I witnessed it. Took a first time hey. gun user. He, and, he and was he was bulled like me 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 and Thomas, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna call him my first pupil. Thomas is my first pupil. <laughs> yeah. He um we went out to the range in Texas and um took the guys out to Texas and uh to a range in texas and shot for a little bit and you know thomas already had told me the night before hey look mm -hmm. I, I own a gun but I, I never shot it before and i, I i'm not really too um user confident. friendly or, or confident yeah. in using the gun so mm -hmm. i said hey look man you know I, i'll be there i'm gonna show you you know how to do how to use the mm -hmm. gun and for or whatever the case may be and so we worked on some safety stuff first Making sure that you know before you pull in the trigger, you know yes. you know what you're where you're aiming at. You know what's your target and what's beyond your target. Those kind of things. Understand that you know trigger control is important. Muzzle control mm -hmm. is import is important. Knowing where you're pointing your gun at because you don't want to shoot anybody on accident, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we worked on those things and we worked on reload, reloading your gun and um, also putting in your ammo. A mm -hmm. lot of people have a hard time inserting their ammo. <laughs> Uh, inside of their magazine they do mm -hmm. and a lot of times it could be because the gun is new mm -hmm. or it could be just because they just simply don't know how to do it i know i've had the opportunity of going through the police academy and in the police academy they teach us you know things and how to use our guns or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. and loading our rounds and everything so we went through all that and uh i like this i like to train people off of like close close in shooting like from the five or the seven yard line mm -hmm. because if you're shooting if you're a first time shooter you're not really going to do mm -hmm. well shooting at the 25 yard line you're not learning anything mm -hmm. so when i taught him from the seven yard line he was able to see his shot placement mm -hmm. i told him about you know um how his stance is he had like a, mm -hmm. a, a modified type of isolate stance. I know we don't really understand what the stances that I'm talking about, but yeah. <laughs> I taught him how to stand when shooting. Join the class to find out. Yeah, join the class. So I taught him how to, how to stand when shooting <laughs> and, you know, when he's aiming or whatever, and, you know, you know, whatever case may be on that end. Once he's shot, he saw where his placement was and I told him, he said, hey, look, this is what you're doing. I was able to tell him his issues as far as him jerking the trigger or pushing the gun i was able to show him what he was doing and he mm -hmm. corrected it that's the main thing listening and then correcting what you what you did wrong and i always say this the best shooters are somebody that never touched a gun before and it's because they don't have any bad habits i'm serious oh, yeah they don't have any bad i say that because they don't have any bad habits <laughs> Now you're thinking about the danger level, but it's it's up to me to make sure that we're operating our guns safely as the teacher. Mm -hmm. But as the teacher, that's all. That's, that's always been my motto. The person that never touched a gun before is the is is a better person to teach how to shoot because they don't have any bad habits. You know, a person that's been shooting, mm -hmm. they, they they they're shooting their guns, but are they really doing it right? Mm -hmm. I I think it's even better for God to show us how to even do something that we have nothing that we know about that he's saying, I want you to start this, this business that you have no clue about, but because you don't know anything, you're not going to try to do something in your own strength. You have to literally rely, you gotta rely on, on God and everything mm -hmm. that you do. He show you. Yes. And, yeah. and, and you learn and he show you things. So it's, it's really pretty. I was thinking about that when you were saying that, like people, you know, not knowing they tend to do better, you know, yeah. like not knowing, you know, but following God, you will do good, you know, cause you're not, you're not like depending on yourself and your knowledge of things. You know? And so, so the lessons that I've learned, from that, with what you just brought up, you're relying on God. Mm -hmm. the, the lesson that I've learned in order to help my business fluctuate better is for me is not to be um, complacent, mm. thinking that you know it's it's gonna come, it's gonna do this, yes. that, and the third. 
because a lot of times we pray for stuff, right? We pray, we ask God to do these things for us. God, can you please bless us? But God, do this. God, do this. God, do this. But what are we doing? Are we actually going in and taking those necessary steps to help God orchestrate our business or help God flourish our business? So I would say um, one of the key points for me is complacency. So make sure I'm, I'm staying on top of certain things that I'm doing with my business. So business, it's always, business, it's always something you could be done. You could be doing. Yep. Well, I'm glad always. he said that because I don't know when you guys are going to end this, but that is so key and important with anything with business, anything in life. Um, that's special with my husband. Like he's all about, you know, doing, you know, we, we can sit around and talk, but okay, what can we do to do this? But even God says faith without work action is dead. You know, like mm-hmm. you have to work, you have to give God something to work with. It just doesn't just fall in your lap and go, okay, this is going to be successful. Boom. No, you need to seek God, what he wants you to do every step of the way and put action to what you believe that he's showing you, you know, to do. And you, and like when we did that with our business, like businesses start coming like business start coming from everywhere like people we started having to turn people away it was crazy in the middle of a pandemic have to turn people say hey we're booked we can't even we want to help you but we can't and that was just guys showing out like because we were like okay, we opened them like, floodgates you want you wanted to do what? <laughs> we went ready. Open, you know and so catch the water yes be, like, be ready literally, literally <laughs> takes you saying yes i'm ready i'm available and you you put him to it because he even say like when he tells you to give and watch what I do for you like watch me you know who won't want to see what he'll do for you so like I will yep. say from experience like be obedient because obedience is greater sacrifice because you can sacrifice your time and food but if you're not obedient you know you, you're missing out so, so we we've had um we have we've had businesses as a key point so we're gonna yeah. kind of go away from that for just for now. Okay. And we're going to end the last topic on this. Um, the sphere of influence. Ooh. So the, the question is going to be is, um, who's had who's had the biggest influence in your life? Now, I, I started off, but who's had the biggest influence in your life or the, or the biggest impact in your life to get you to, I know we, we all know God got us where we are, but yeah. who was that nugget that he dropped in? Mm. All right, so... All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start it off. <laughs> okay. My biggest my biggest influence is going to be my pastor and my first lady. And I say this because they've they've kind of taken us under this umbrella and they've taught us a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I look at how my pastor is with his family and how he's how he is with her, my first lady and his kids and everything. And I I try to model, not not try to be like him, but I I you I just see certain things and certain key points on how he handles certain situations that makes me want to apply it to my life. And me growing up, I've I haven't I haven't had that father figure growing up, and it wasn't until my mom met my stepdad, of course, years later, and he had an influence in my life as far as showing me how to do those small things like mm-hmm. changing out changing out the tire or whatever the case may be on some things how how a man should be with his family so and i, I would say this also too for for anybody that's listening if you have a similar situation where you don't have your dad in your life or a father figure in your life don't use that as a crutch don't let don't be don't don't use that as don't 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 be a statistic like don't don't allow that to bring you down or keep you down like don't use that as an excuse like you can still be a successful man in your life you still can be successful you still Come can on, do. Man. <laughs> you know you still can it's it's okay mm-hmm. you don't he's not there he's not there but it's okay yeah. you know use god as your source of course mm-hmm. and continue moving on moving forward you know you, you know get rid of the hurt forgive and you know forgive mm-hmm. I, I i always say don't forget because you, it's, you're never really going to truly forget it but forgiveness <laughs> forgive that part forgive him for what he couldn't yeah. really give you if, yeah. if he's not in your life but yeah so i would say that my pastor and my first lady is my biggest influence because of the things that they just instill in us mm-hmm. and they have helped us in so many ways and they, awesome. I think I said it in, in the previous show on how um, they seen things in us that we didn't quite see mm. coming up because, you know, you'll be rebellious or you'll be hard headed and you, you know what the word says, mm. but you're still doing, you still 
living in sin or whatever the case may be. But then when God finally gets a hold of you and then you finally change for the better and you turn away from those things and never do them again. And it's just how they've just taken us and just helped us and molded us to be better people or be better individuals to each other, me and my wife. And um, they just, that influence that they've had on us, I just thank God for that. So I would say right now, they, they've had the biggest influence in my life. I, I love them too, because yeah. <laughs> I, I can see the influence and I love that they, they, are, uh, they are who they are. They tell the truth without apology. So I, I, yeah. love, that, I love that about them for sure. Yeah. Um, and then my, my big, the biggest influence on my life, I'd have to say, I wouldn't say it's one, but it is about, it is about three pastors, <laughs> probably about three pastors. And it's all, it's just been pastors. They, they, uh, I've, uh, I've had the privilege of, of having uh, pastors who have like business success mindsets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and having a kingdom mindset, not just in business, but a kingdom mindset meaning they 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 believe in success in their business they believe in success in their family and they believe in having a tight relationship with god you know what i mean and so i saw that early on after i got out of the house my first encounter with my first pastor was was that like the type of man i wanted to be so i was like okay i'm, I'm gonna take notes and, and i'm the type of person that I'll, I'll look and see what like man he got a great marriage he got a great life i'm gonna see what he's doing and, and I'm gonna see what it is, what principles he's using, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna apply that to my life. You know, not saying I'm gonna copy everything that person does, but I'll pick up things from from each of them that I can use and mm. each principle and, and apply it to my life. So those are, those are my biggest influence. Uh, you know, a, a couple a couple of key pastors uh, like Pastor Ken in Alaska. Our pastor that we have now, Pastor Keith. So yeah, those are uh, those are my biggest influence. Cool. Are you done? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I will say, like Dre said, it's not one for me. I, um, it's probably like five, maybe six or five. <laughs> yes, um, because I'm. They always call me like the hippie in the family. But anyways. Um, I would say first off, Pastor Eddie Adams. Um, he was the first like person that I remember as far as my walk with God that really just showed he cared and there's just showed me things and and not just told me rules, but had me go and look and read and, and the word and for myself, you know, like um he was the first one. And I would say Pastor Ken Brandley in Alaska. Um, definitely he helped my way of, he changed my way of thinking he showed me that there's more to life than just surviving but thriving with God um, and then I would say Pastor um, I know Mr. Paul Mr. Paul Gilliard uh, we met him in Alaska and again in England he was like a spiritual father to me mm-hmm. he really showed me to value myself um, and to you know he really showed us that we can be successful and he showed us just in different ways he just showed love and support like just support mm-hmm. um, and then I would say Mr. Um, my teachers my music teachers they really believe in me and as in you know and I didn't really believe in myself a little girl you know didn't like like you're saying Cameron we didn't have like a father like a strong strong father figure always in our life yep. so at, in that time that I didn't have one like that they were there and they and and I believe they really influenced where I'm where I am now with my music because they went way beyond just being a teacher like just really investing in me and then I would say our pastor here they definitely uh Pastor Keith really here has helped me as as business minded like kingdom minded with the business just putting them together making sure you know you keep god forefront and not be you know chasing stuff but um um, the women i will say um i will just say right now i definitely as far as when i became a woman a wife um away from home miss ceo uh, i don't know if you'll ever see this but she she really just showed me how to be a gentle wife um you know like especially for my hubby like she really helped me with that so i will give all those people shout outs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we, we 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 can say that it's probably a, a a gang of people that's in ministry that's had a lot of influences in our lives so yes yeah yeah I, 
because like I said, my pastor, you know, Pastor Travis and uh, Miss Bridget, so they, they've had a big influence. I know another couple that I can't forget. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Melvin and Miss Darlene. Oh, yes. Same here. <laughs> Old school. Man, we would be piled up in their car on the way to church, like, <laughs> sitting in a trunk. I think they were taking a whole like gang a, of people to church. He had, like, right? a blazer or something like that. I can't oh, remember. Yeah, they, they had a trailblazer. Yeah, like, all, trail trail tr all of us sitting in the trunk, like, we ready for church. Like, <laughs> yes. bro, they will come. they will come get you, like, you need to go to church. They come oh my in. gosh, yes. Like there was a time where I was, a, I couldn't find a way to church. You know, I was alone with that. And they went all the way out of their way to the other side of town to come pick me up and take me to church, you on know? And side. I'm so great. Yeah, I'm, I'm so <laughs> grateful for that because there are people, I don't think they realize just how much they influenced us. And they gave mm -hmm. us like the focus group, you know, where they kept us focused on God. And, you know, and now, you know, they can see the fruit of, of the things they put in all those young people that they, you know, witnessed to yep, and yep. poured into, you know, so yeah, I, we can't forget them because they were yeah. like, <laughs> yes, there was a movement. They, was, they, a movement. they was, I'll talk about, they was in heavy, boy. Y'all don't understand. We were packed in that blazer. We had, oh, they had to let us out from the trunk. And listening, <laughs> listening to our music we were making then. Like, yep. Listen to this. And they're like, okay, listening yep. to our stuff. You know, they were there and they saw, I don't know what they, you know, they saw it. They saw yep. it and they believed. And I thank God for them. Always thank God for them. Yeah. Man, I got this moth flying around here, man. I'm going to get them. <laughs> that joke and flew on my camera set. <laughs> I like that light. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere. I but, saw it uh, earlier because you looked. I was like, oh. Oh, you saw? Wait, you saw it? You, you saw it? I saw it go zoop. I was gonna be like, man, Cameron, oh, wow. man, Cam, man, he got all kinds of stuff flying around in his well, house. Well, y'all must live in Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that Georgia, that Georgia. See, man. Oh, y'all joking? Oh, y'all joking? Y'all must live in Dawson. <laughs> y'all like in, in Dawson, Y'all like in the sticks. Y'all like in the sticks. Yeah, look how I did, Dayla. Y'all, y'all saw it earlier. What? You about to get like, attacked? It was like this. Oh my god! <laughs> I ain't tell her how many times it don't flew around in the this. camera. I didn't see like, it. Cameron did this. I ain't see it. That's a, I, now the last time just now. I was like, oh man, that thing on moth. Dre's gonna see it when he edit. You are gonna see yeah. it was big. For real? <laughs> look, oh, she going in. She going in. <laughs> <laughs> man, but man, it's been an awesome show, man. I think that having Dale on was awesome, uh, awesome idea, great idea. So, Dale, you killed it. You really <laughs> did. You. Like, it was so uh, genuine. So, we love it. And we're definitely going to have you on more. Aww, um, hopefully, uh, we can get my wife on. She's going to Alex. Yes. That would be awesome. <laughs> she hiding, you know, because yeah. she's doing business things right now. You know, she's yeah. handling business. Yeah. yeah. Doing Awesome, awesome plug in there. Things. So we're gonna, pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna have some things, we're gonna have some some discounts and some merchandise that people can get. But oh yeah, y'all gotta follow us first. Y'all gotta follow <laughs> us and we're gonna we're gonna have some things for you. And and it's only gonna get better. Um eventually we'll start putting our uh, our tags on the on the video feeds and everything. So yeah. but as always, we love y'all from Faith Talk. We signing off again. Andre Dela, it was awesome. Signing yes. off.